today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. As we said, though, uh, it's winter time, and uh, this is the season of slips and falls and people getting banged up and uh, and calling lawyers and say, you know, can I get a settlement? Can I sue somebody for this? Uh, car accidents, we just had another one here, too. Uh, a lot of misunderstanding about exactly the process that has to be followed in situations like that. But uh, with this uh, potential, of course, for, for accidents and problems and falls that can happen, we wanted to get some clarity. And to that end, we're pleased to welcome uh, Rebecca Wizens, of course, from Wizens Law, that uh, you hear sponsor this radio show, of course, uh, every day. Uh, and, uh, and we want to uh, talk a little bit about that. I mean, <laughs> this is information that you may use later on this afternoon or this evening when uh, we get another blast of winter here in the Hamilton area. Rebecca, thank you for joining us. How are you today? Well, William, and thank you for inviting me. It's great to have you with us here today. Let, let's let's talk a little bit about this. I mean, it, it, when you're handling personal injury cases like this, uh, invariably you'll get requests. People come in there and say, look, it, I, something happened to me. And it could be any number of different things. Uh, it could be a car uh, collision, uh, slipping, sliding, uh, any, or slipping and sliding on the street, etc., like that. How do you how do you proceed? I mean, uh, I got the sense from the piece that you wrote uh, that uh, that's appearing in the, uh, the Brabant newspapers that that there's there's a responsibility for for the the potential victim here too isn't there well responsibility if you uh you know want to see a potentially successful lawsuit and not every fall results in a lawsuit i mean sometimes we trip over our own two feet and there's nothing a responsible property owner could have done to prevent you from falling and you know it just it uh, these things happen but, um, you know, in, in situations where there is something that the property owner did to cause your fall, then, um, yeah, by all means, a lawsuit may be the best way for you to be, to be compensated. What happens? Let's, let's, let's go and maybe go through the steps here. First one, you have a fall. Let's, let's just take that as a scenario yep. here. What do I do? Well, obviously, your well-being is the top priority. So if you are seriously hurt call an ambulance or have someone around call an ambulance because, um, you know, your well-being is much more important than any lawsuit. So, you know, that's priority one. The second thing, um, and, I, you know, we get any personal injury lawyer in our city gets uh, inundated with calls this time of year, um, and we all ask the same sort of uh, um, intro questions um, just, to, just to sort of gauge how, um, uh, how, how well we will be able to move this lawsuit along if there's going to indeed be one. And the things we are looking for, um, you know, we need to establish where you fell and why you fell. Because, you know, um, defense lawyers, and I was one for 10 years, defense lawyers ask these questions, so we ask them at the outset, you know, where did you fall and why did you fall? And how are you going to establish, how are you going to prove that that is indeed where and why you fell? And the best answer is because I've got photographs. And everybody, so, everybody has a camera now. Well, on a phone, everyone yeah. has a camera. And if, and if you don't, someone in the uh, surrounding area will have one. So, you know, that's, <clears throat> excuse me, that is key to establishing that you didn't fall down your own front stairs. You fell in that parking lot, or you fell in that aisle, or, you know, or you fell in that alley. Um, you know, so key, that is, you know, if someone tells me that they have photographs of where they fell and why they fell and they were taken at the time they fell or right after they fell, then, uh, you know, that's, that's way past first base. You're, you're doing, you know, you're doing really well um, as far as trying to protect your own rights. The, uh, the second thing... Um, you know, after making sure you're not serious, if you're seriously hurt, call an ambulance and then take photographs is, to, you know, you know, and again, 
because of the same kind of reasons, to be able to establish where you fell and why you fell, and again to you know provide some objective information about the conditions you know of the surface and and your injuries. Get the names and contact information for people who witnessed this. And if they didn't actually witness the fall, if they witnessed sort of the aftermath when you need to be helped up and so on, those people too get their contact information because um, you know their their assistance later on may be you know the the difference between a successful lawsuit and not. Well, let's, I'm going to just stop you for a second there because that's an important point. Because uh, in the from what you've been telling me over the years is is from the time that that something happens like a fall, as we're, we're using in that scenario, until there may well be a a, a, a legal case, whether it's going to be an out of court settlement or a, or a, a trial itself. That that can be a long, long time, can't it? It can be years, and the reason you know there is a couple of reasons. Um, but but what I tell clients is the most salient reason, reason why their case will take a long time is because we're, we have to wait till the point where their doctors say, you know, th- this is your firm prognosis. This is what your future is going to look like. You know, your, your fracture may have healed, but you've got soft tissue damage and you're going to have a bit of a, you know, a limp or a sore back or, or um, less strength in your hand or what have you. But it takes a long time for the human body to, to sort of uh, reach maximal medical recovery. And that's, you know, lawyers aren't, no lawyers I know anyway, are slow. It's just that, you know, we're waiting for you to get your therapy done and and get to your doctors. You know, it takes a while to get to specialist appointments. So, you know, until you get um, sort of that uh, final determination from your doctors as to what your future is going to look like, it's too early to settle your case. Well, and with that time frame in mind and with that reality, uh, then obviously this idea of taking pictures or talking to potential witnesses has got to be a very important aspect, I would think. Well, absolutely. And, you know, if you go to, uh, you know, any of the excellent personal injury law firms in this city, and, and can I just put a plug in, you know, hometown Hamilton law firms, you're not going to get uh, more experienced, more caring, more qualified lawyers anywhere in this province. So you're not going to go wrong if you go to any of the local um, personal injury law firms. Um, but, you know, it does, it, it takes a while, and, um, you know, those lawyers, all of those lawyers who do this for a living know perfectly well you contact the witnesses early on because, you know, uh, people's memories fade, details, um, you know, become uh, shadows in your brain. You don't remember what's, you know, what's what. So, you know, I get to my witnesses, you know, at the first possible opportunity. Um, and then you also know whether or not that witness is going to be helpful or not. Um, you know, because sometimes the person that you uh, that that has retained you doesn't remember things the same way that uh, an independent um, uh, witness might might see things. So you know, you want to know you know who's on you know who's wearing a team sweater and who's not wearing a team sweater. So. Now, obviously, I'll get in touch with a lawyer such as such as Wisden's Law. But what about I know, for instance, if there's an automobile collision, uh, the police always say you got to fill out a report. I mean, even if nobody's injured, even if you guys shake hands and figure, oh, I'll cover this off for you, there's still supposed to be a report. What, is there a reporting mechanism to say, hey, something just happened to me, so you want to put it on the record somewhere? Well, I mean, it depends where you fell. If you fell on city property, obviously the uh, city clerk's not standing on the street corner, um, you need to notify the city within seven days. And, um, you know, otherwise you may jeopardize your case later on, and seven days is not a, is not a you know, a big window. So if you fell in an alley or a city parking lot or sidewalk 
or uh, around a post box, for instance, um, you know, put the city on notice immediately within the, you know, within the first few days because seven days is the time uh, that you are allowed to put the city on notice. Otherwise, again, you could be jeopardizing your claim later on. Um, but if you if you fall in in a store or in a mall or um, a, a business, then insist on filling out an incident report or an arena for that matter. Insist on filling out an incident report. If there are staff around, then you should be filling out an incident report, and and you should be asking for a copy of that. And sometimes. Uh, the uh, who's ever who who's ever taking the information, for instance, in a grocery store, they won't they won't be too anxious to give you a copy of that incident report. Um, still make the make the request, and uh, we we can always get it later on. But it's you know it's nice if you go to see uh, your lawyer and you have that incident report in hand. You mentioned if it's a serious injury, I'd call an ambulance. So that, that we would think to, you know, it would be a no-brainer, but I guess some people would not think of it. But how many times, though, if somebody f- slips and falls or has a, a, some sort of a, an accident, and, and and six or eight days later they start to feel badly? Well, did you go to the hospital? No, I didn't. Well, that that was probably a missed opportunity to, uh, I guess, to register and to chronicle that something actually occurred and there was an injury. Well, if you don't feel that your injuries warrant the ho- uh, you know a hospital visit, make a call to your family doctor or a walking clinic. Um, just to get checked out, I mean, you know, I, I, I have clients who have several broken bones um, who just thought at the scene of the accident, oh, please, you know, honey, just take me home, just take me home. Um, you know, not thinking that they were really seriously injured, but in, in fact, very seriously injured. So, um, you know, just sort of err on the, on the side of caution. Listen, there's a there's a financial end of this. I want to touch on just very briefly uh, because there have been some concerns about Ontario legislation about this. I mean, there are some people that that will have accidents, whether it's vehicular or maybe, a, as you say, a slip and fall or something, and think, boy, I, I'm going to sue these guys and get a ton of money, uh, which is not necessarily the case. I mean, there's certain levels of, of injury, I guess, and that has to be determined, as you mentioned earlier, I guess, over a matter of time, doesn't it? Well, yeah, because... Um for car accidents, for instance, you have to have uh, serious and permanent injury in order to get 10 cents um, from the at-fault driver. And, you know, you may or may not know right away whether or not you have a serious and permanent injury. Um, for, and then there are also other hurdles um, thrown at you for car accidents. There are also uh, large, you know, many thousands of dollar deductibles that, uh, you know, your case needs to be worth more than that in order for you to collect anything from the at-fault insurance company, the at-fault driver's insurance company. But for accidental falls, we don't have those kinds of hurdles. It's still, thank God, the pure tort system in that if you get injured and it's somebody else's fault because you fell or you slipped or something like that, then you are entitled to be compensated. And it may be a lot of money, it may not be a lot of money, but there's no other hurdles thrown in your way. I mean, we have to prove that you fell where you fell and why you fell and that it wasn't, um, you know, all your own fault. But um, there's no deductibles and we don't have to prove that you have a serious and permanent injury in order to get compensated for an accidental fall. What about insurance companies? Obviously, they play into this as this process starts to unfold. Uh, do you get in touch with them right away? Do you, do you see the lawyer first and have them do that? What's the process? Well, usually the first thing we do is uh, is do a property search to find out who, in fact, owns the property. Um, you know, many retail establishments, for instance, don't own the property where their where their store is. Um, it's owned by 
usually a numbered company, and then there's a management company, so we put all of the those players on notice, the store, the property manager, the property owner. We put them on notice of a potential claim. It doesn't mean that there is absolutely a claim, but that sets a mechanism in place where their insurance companies can do their due diligence and, and some investigation. So, so there's probably the insurance company that, for instance, if you use me as, as the potential uh, victim here, because uh, I've been known to stumble and fall a few times. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, but be the, So there's my insurance company, but there's also the insurance company of the, of the person that, that we're maybe bringing an action against. So there's got to be some interaction between those two. No. Unlike oh, really? car accidents, with a car accident, you do, as the victim, put your own insurance company on notice. And, and quite frankly, they're the first pe- person you need to call because the uh, the accident benefits kicks in and, and you get you know, most of your medical rehabilitation and your income replacement benefits and attendant care, all of those benefits come from your own insurance company in a car accident. In an accidental fall, that's not the case. Your own insurance company is irrelevant to this. Um, it's, you know, so, so we don't have those uh, safeguards in place. Um, if you need physiotherapy, it's coming out of your own pocket. Um, if you're off work, no one's going to reimburse you until the end of the, you know, the the end of the lawsuit. Um, if you need a tenant care, you you know, you CCAC is called in. Um, you know, so so there are pros and cons to the kind of injury uh, and the the type of injury you have and and how you got it. But um, you know, so the fact that that this is a pure tort system and you don't have uh, hoops to jump through and hurdles to to uh, um, to jump over. You know, there's still the downside in that no one's going to reimburse you for your out-of-pocket expenses right away. No one's going to pay for your therapy, and no one's going to give you, a, uh, you know, any sort of income replacement benefit at the outset. So that's somewhat problematic then, because as you mentioned, this could go on for years and years and years. And uh, if you're unable to go back to work, you, you're, you're in a real dilemma there. Well, I mean, that's why we have a social safety net. And, you know, it's a, it's a sad commentary, but, um, you know, if you are injured badly enough that you can't return to work in a reasonable length of time, then, you know, you, there's Ontario Disability, ODSP, or, or um, you know, EI Disability. They're, those are the mechanisms that, you know, you need to be um, tapping into. So just to, to kind of bring this back then, because we're just about out of time right now. So the, that, the first thing is obviously if, if there's an accident, and like I say, it could be any number of different things, vehicular or slip, fall, anything like that at all, uh, is first of all, look after yourself. And second of all, make sure that people are aware that this happened and when it happened. Those, those seem to be the first two steps. And then obviously get in touch with somebody like Wisden's Law to, to see exactly what the process is after that. Well, first of all, make sure your your own person is well looked after. Yeah. You know, obviously, um, you don't want to be calling your lawyer within 24 hours. Um, you, you know, because that's the acute phase, and you should be looking after you know your own health. Um, and and you know, you may if you fall on a Friday by Monday, you may be all better. You know, you you, you don't know. So give it a couple of days. Um, again, don't forget the seven day um, notice period for the city. And, uh, you know, call the lawyer within a few days uh, to see, you know, even just to check on, you know, what, what should I have done, what shouldn't I have done. Um, you know, it may not be too late to go back and take pictures. Uh, you know, I, I often, the first 
the first telephone call is is often, well, did you take photographs? No, I didn't. Can you go and get some just to, you know, just to put it into time and place? Let me have a look at, uh, you know, where you fell and why you fell. I mean, a, a recent case, the, uh, you know, a, a sinkhole uh, was certainly there two days later to be seen. Um, and so those pictures now are very valuable and worth a thousand words. Um, Pictures weren't taken at the time, but uh, a couple of days later, those pictures are fine because the conditions hadn't changed. Is there a statute? You mentioned you have seven days to notify a municipality if something happens on city property. But but is there a statute of limitations? I mean, is, can somebody call you today and say, yeah, you know what, I had a fall about seven months ago. I think I want to pursue something now. Is, it, is that too late? No. Seven months. It's a two-year limitation okay. period. Um, ex- except if you fall, if, you're, if you, there's an accident in your own residential building, for instance, um, then that limitation period is one year. So, you know, but it's a very specific uh, limitation period. For the vast majority of cases, you're looking at a two-year limitation period, which is, which is for car accidents as well as accidental falls. Uh, this has been very instructive, and certainly with the weather, the way it's going to, supposed to be turning <laughs> later on today. You, the may, the I phone, love this weather. The phone may start ringing. I know. I know. I had a <laughs> friend of mine years ago that was in the auto body business, and he said, snow, that's white gold to me. So No, I don't mean it that way, and no, I don't I know. wish ill on anyone. I just, I love winter, and I love the snow. I know. Well, not everybody knows how to behave in it, and they realize the problem. Uh, Rebecca Wizens at Wizens Law. Rebecca, thanks so much for the time. It's great talking with you, and uh, I'll see you soon. Thank you, William. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And listen to The Bill Kelly Show weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.